strikes, protests, boycotts, lawsuits, and legislation. But Uber and Lyft always find loopholes to keep exploiting drivers. Most recently, the largest gig platform spent over $200 million to pass Prop 22 in California, which legalized a sub-minimum wage. Now the pandemic has pushed tens of thousands of drivers out of work. The industry is still down by nearly 40%. We're asking for your help to build back better with a new strategy. Launching a driver-owned alternative to Uber and Lyft, the Drivers Cooperative is poised to launch the first platform cooperative rideshare app in New York City within a month, pending funding for a membership drive. The Drivers Cooperative will, one, immediately boost driver income by returning profits to drivers and establish basic employment rights for workers in the sector, two, provide a second chance to drivers who were deactivated by Uber and Lyft without due process based on specious and often racially based, uh, racially biased customer complaints. Three, save drivers money through a credit union partnership that allows drivers to escape predatory vehicle financing. And four, long-term fight for a just green transition to electric vehicles through a Green New Deal for the for-hire vehicle industry. And they have a link where uh, interested drivers can register. The steps, accomplishments to date. One, or just bullet point, uh, elected a board of drivers to guide the project representing the diversity of the for-hire vehicle industry. They have assembled a skilled team of labor organizers, IDG, um, Machinists Union, IWW, ride-hailing operators from Uber and Juno, full-stack engineers, branding experts and designers, fleet managers and drivers. They've also confirmed pilot with Cooperative Home Care Associates, the largest worker co-op in the U.S., to provide transportation for home care workers to clients' homes. That's pretty awesome. I used to be a home care worker, so definitely appreciate that. Uh, one, they've won grant funding from Emergent Fund and the Workers Lab. They have completed paid trips paid for by AOC to get early voters to the polls. They have purchased ride-hailing app code and completed customizations for NYC launch. They've engaged more than 1,400 vehicle drivers with more than 100 vehicles. And their goals for quarter one is to be on board with 3,000 plus drivers, raise full seed sound. Excuse me. You're eating things way too quickly right now. Raise full seed round, uh, launch consumer ride hailing service. Why we're doing it? Funds raised in this campaign will go directly to four hire vehicle drivers to recruit and train new members of the cooperative. We already have a completed app, but we need these funds to pay unemployed and underemployed drivers to recruit and train fellow drivers to build the strength and power of the cooperative. The cooperative will be launching on uh, our own ride hailing platform shown below. It will be in the app and play store available to use in early 2021. With the driver's cooperative, riders pay less and drivers make more. Because the co-op only takes the amount required to cover its costs compared to corporate ride-hailing platform to take that take 25 to 40% commissions on each trip so they can return profits to their Wall Street and Silicon Valley investors, speculators. The driver's cooperative, TDC, is not just another ride-hailing platform. It is also about using our collective bargaining power to get great deals and lower operating costs for our struggling members. The biggest benefit will be that drivers will fully own this cooperative company. Member owners will elect the board of directors and share in the profits, giving power and voice directly to the people who move the needle. Quote here from um, Juan Shannon uh, says, a lot of people that are around us believe in what's going on, but they don't have a large amount of money to, to just put in. Crowdfunding with IOB, which is I-O-B-Y, uh, was a way to share in that moment. Again, this was a quote from uh, Juan Shannon. Solidarity at Highland Park, uh, Michigan. 
So this link is on iob.org. We provide the link as well. Help NYC drivers launch a platform cooperative. Very cool. And and also, um, even if you're not in New York, I like the idea of this is that when when folks like this get together and create their own service, then it's up. It's puts out the possibility that others can do the same. It's inspiring. It's contagious. Thank you. That's what I meant. All right. Moving along. Oh, I'm going to uh, <laughs> me take a breath before we do the other one. Uh, uh, here's some other positive news. Uh, Haymarket Books, which is a great organization. They publish books and teach-ins. They are having a day-long teach-in, an online teach-in next Saturday, December 12th, yes, from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. People get ready. Online teaching. Haymarket Books. We'll also provide a link here on our website. Join the Center for Political Education and Haymarket Books for a conversation on beating the right, strengthening the left, and building power. We have online people. I'm going to tweet this right now, so put out the word. Have some information here. And also, Center for Political Education is a great organization that folks can support in the mailing list, and they have a lot of great events. Please do. Lost in all of the tabs that I have open. Where did I go? Where did it go? This is something. Right, let's get back to what I was reading about. Here we go. Okay, so this is happening Saturday, December 12th from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 6 p.m. a.m. Uh, or Greenwich, excuse me, Greenwich Mean Time. Hello. Greenwich Mean Time, 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. In the face of violent authoritarianism, deepening economic crisis, and a deadly pandemic, left and progressive movements have doubled down in defense of our people. Over the past two years, the global left has built powerful coalitions engaged in electoral experiments and steadily reshape the political terrain. What kind of power has been built through these efforts, however, and how do we pivot from defense to offense in the years ahead? Join the Center for Political Education and Haymarket Books for a half-day symposium on Saturday, December 12th from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern Time for a conversation on beating the right, strengthening the left, and charting a path to power. Register through Eventbrite to receive a link for the video conference session the day before the event. The, this event will also be recorded and ooh, and will have live captions, ASL interpretation, and Spanish interpretation available. Sessions and speakers. Opening uh, plenary featuring Alicia Garza with a special performance by Kiwi Elefante. Uh, session one, what's left? Building power after the elections. Speakers include Ashley Henderson, Justin Charles, Ali Vargas, and Ajiris Dixon. Session two, if the kids are united, building power against the far right with Tarso Ramos. And session three, build it on up, tools for the fight. Speakers include the Red Nation, Marisol Ocampo of Left Roots, and Sabiha Basrai of Design Action Collective. More speakers coming soon. While this event is freely available, we ask that those who are able make a solidarity donation in support of this event, programming, and organizing work. Okay. So, um... I'll be sharing a link uh, when I'm not talking on the air uh, on our webpage. You can also find it there by going to haymarketbooks.org. Cool. That's awesome. Very All right. Next up, ugh, 
there is a um, an open letter to Gavin Newsom. Hold police accountable and investigate the police killing Ahmad Montalou. This is written by Maggie Harrison, and this comes from El Tecolote, which folks can find at E-L-T-E-C-O-L-O-T-E.org, and we'll also share a link to this article on our website. Dear Governor Gavin Newsom, I've been writing this letter since the pre-dawn hours of October 3rd alone in a Sacramento County jail cell, disappointed, exhausted, and sleepy. I could not rest, not then, and hours before dawn, locked in a filthy cell, not now, even two months later, with justice so distant. I see with clarity what is so easy for you and your state to do, to jail and criminalize the family of Han Monterosa, to speak out in nonviolent protest, who has waited now nearly six months for accountability for state-sanctioned murder of his brother and granddaughter. They have seen none. Imagine raising a child, witnessing him come to language, laugh, learn to read, fix things, love, work, question, grow into a 22-year-old with potential, with a future, with a role to play in your family, in his school, in his community, and then a tragedy. A police officer misjudges him as a threat. This police officer, who has fired his weapon on four occasions in the last five years, shoots from the back seat of a moving police truck, firing five times through the window. That officer serves in a department with a history of brutality, using their firearms to kill 19 people since 2010. In this Bay Area city, some officers ritualistically mark their kills, bending the points of their star-shaped badges as a symbol of honor. City officials learned of this gruesome tradition and looked away. If this were your child, what would you do? John Monterosa was unarmed, kneeling, hands raised in surrender, when Vallejo police officer Jarrett Tawn shot and killed him with a semi-automatic assault rifle. The windshield was evidence, and the police union president, Lieutenant Michael Michelini, on paid leave for his involvement in its destruction. Milano County DA Krishna Abrams recused herself from Monterosa's case. California Attorney General Xavier Batsera declined to investigate. No criminal investigation is currently underway. Governor Newsom, you have expressed neither outrage nor concern, even after Sean's older and younger sisters and 15 other nonviolent protesters engaged in, a, in the good trouble of an orderly civil disobedience near your home four-month anniversary of Sean's death. When asked about the case by a reporter, you noted that you'd asked his staff to take a much more detailed look at his case, claiming, we'll have more to say hopefully very shortly. After the five-month anniversary, when asked again if you would meet with the family, you said, I'm open to that, but let me get the facts on the investigation. Since then, a detailed investigative report how a deadly police force ruined a city has been published in The New Yorker. The facts are available. It's time for empathy and action. Governor, meet with the Monterosa family, his 99-year-old grandmother, his immigrant parents, and his inspiring first-generation sisters who represent our future. Hear them. Guided by their call for justice, leaders in our state can help reckon with the inhumanity that runs deep in policing in America. In the wake of George Floyd's state-sponsored lynching, Sean saw that inhumanity. Sean's last communication to his sisters, less than an hour before he was shot, were text messages asking them to sign a petition demanding justice for George Floyd. Governor Newsom, you claim to see the inhumanity. You said, we should and we must condemn systemic racism in your speech on May 29th. You asked all of us that want to express ourselves to do so thoughtfully and gently, but forcefully. The Monterosa sisters and the other 15 nonviolent protesters have complied with this request. 
you again condemn the legacy of injustice on September 30th, claiming, we are just getting started in this state in terms of efforts to improve oversight and accountability in law enforcement. As we approach the six-month mark since John Monterosa was killed, the Monterosa family and their growing numbers of supporters in California and beyond feel heightened urgency for accountability. Drop the charges against the peaceful protesters and launch a formal investigation into the Leo PD for the murder of John <sighs> On October 2nd, the Monterosa family and their supporters brought to the governor three clear reasonable demands. California Attorney General must appoint a special prosecutor to investigate the case and the Leo PD. Officer Jarrett Tan must be charged and prosecuted for the murder of John Monterosa. Officers involved in the shooting and destruction of evidence must be prosecuted criminally. Governor, you have resolved that California lead the nation. Now you face an opportunity to live up to this ambition. May the words you speak hold meaning. So again, this was written and published in El Tecolote. Folks can find it at eltecolote.org. The writer... Maggie Harrison is a San Francisco parent and community college instructor alongside Ashley and Michelle Monterosa and 14 other nonviolent protesters demanding accountability for the Vallejo police officer who lethally shot Sean Monterosa, as well as for those who obstructed the investigation arrested on October 2nd, 2020. So we will uh, also share this article from El Tecolote on our I take a bit of a break here. We'll be back with some news items. Take a few moments to breathe. Yeah, a lot.
welcome back. Ah, I'm really enjoying playing some music today. I'm listening to some music. I'm not quite playing it. You know what I mean. That was Dessa with the Minnesota Orchestra with Before that, we heard Wild with Come Open. And before that, LCD Sound System with Oh Baby. Got a few more articles. Another deep breath. Next up, we're going to air in event at the Mountain tomorrow, Saturday, December 5th, uh, 11.30 a.m. at Middle Harbor Shoreline Park in Oakland, and that's located at 2727 Middle Harbor Road in California. We have California Hispanic Solidarity Car and Truck Rally, hashtag Farmers Protest, 12 p.m. Caravan leaves park for Indian Consulate SF. Caravan returns for rally at Middle Harbor Shoreline at 2 p.m. Face masks are required. Gather at Shoreline Park, uh, then caravan to encircle the Indian Consulate at 12 p.m. Returning back to the park for a rally at 2 p.m. For our latest news and updates, please text FARMER to 510-201-5665. I know you guys know WhatsApp. Again, you can text FARMER to 510-201-5665. I've shared this on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at R-O-M-A-N-L-I-N-E-R. So uh, share this on our webpage at weeklyrev.org. Oh, goodness. Got a few articles here that are just... just Next up, I'm going to read a call for Ivy Plus libraries to divest from police and prisons and invest in life-giving resources. This is from a site, um, AB, L-A, Ivy. I'm probably mispronouncing. This, uh, but it's A B L A. Next word is I V plus, and you can find this at uh, a abla. Oh, I get it. Ablaiv.medium.com, and again, all in one place. Weeklyrev.org will be up uh, later today. So this is by the folks at Ivy.plus or uh, just plus from October twenty seventh. It says it's a twenty nine minute read. So right now it's one. 15. Um, so yeah, I'll see how far we can go. There's also just lots more information to share. I might provide some headlines of other articles for folks to check out. Now is the time for libraries to divest from police. Um, remember to imagine and craft the worlds you cannot live without, just as you dismantle the ones you cannot live within. Quote from in early June, in the wake of the murders of George Floyd in Minnesota, Maude Aubrey in Georgia, and Breonna Taylor in Kentucky, library organizations and directors issued statements condemning racism and racial violence. A statement from the Association of Research Libraries implored that it is incumbent upon leaders of libraries and archives to examine our institution's role in sustaining systems of inequity that have left black communities and other people of color in the margins of every aspect of our profession. From such statements, meaningful actions have taken place in order to create positive change, and we applaud and support them. However, we believe libraries have not gone far enough in this by refusing to fully consider our relationship with policing, surveillance, and the prison industrial complex. These library statements do not explicitly name policing itself as the problem, an expression and exacerbation of racial capitalism and violence, despite it being a very real and dire existential threat to black, indigenous, and other people of color, as well as those in the LGBTQIA community. Therefore, we find these statements morally and politically insufficient responses 
Without naming the specific problem of policing, these statements not only let libraries off the hook for the many ways in which we have internalized the practices of the carceral state in our profession, but also leave the door open for both sides' arguments for appeals to law and order and encourage dangerous and ineffective reforms. The solution to police violence is not reform, but an abolition of policing in all its forms. Therefore, we call on the leadership of our institutions and all of our colleagues to embrace an abolitionist vision of a hopeful, life-affirming future, and to immediately begin the work of divesting from police and prisons with the ultimate goal of the complete abolition of law enforcement and surveillance from library spaces, campuses, communities, in short, everywhere. One, support existing students, staff, faculty, and community petitions and movements. I'm ooh, realizing I'm talking a lot more than usual on the show. So I'm going to just um, read the headlines here, or the, the headlines, the points. <laughs> oh, I'm, wow. Thank you. Um, and then I'm going to take a break or go to some other articles here. Two, make transparent current police and police-like activities um, in order to support calls for defunding the police and for reinvesting in life-giving services. We first need transparency at all levels of our institutions around existing law enforcement budgets, investments, and activities. Next is three, and there's a lot more information in here. Three, join, build, and sustain a world without policing. Many people will acknowledge the harm done by police and law enforcement, but question the safety implications of defunding and divesting from policing on campus. But reporting from police forces show that law enforcement and surveillance do not keep campuses safe. Four, confront the connection between policing and anti-blackness. Abolition of police and prisons is intimately tied to and inseparable from the movement for black lives. If, as our institutions have repeatedly and rightly stated, black lives matter, then our institutions need both to understand and dismantle the white supremacist practices that perpetuate and exacerbate anti-blackness in America. Therefore, we demand that any work related to diversity and inclusion center on abolitionist praxis that admits to and confronts the structural existence and effects of racial capitalism and anti-black state-sponsored violence both within and beyond our institutions. Policing in America was founded in slave patrols, settler colonial violence, and the protection of property, and these remain the ever-expanding and hyper-funded legacies and practices of so-called modern policing, which has shaped our schools, libraries, hospitals, and many other could-be life-giving spaces and institutions. Without confronting this history and reality, without actively undoing white building, and while building and funding permanent and sustainable futures based in abolitionist praxis and community cooperation, librarianship as a profession and our institutions will remain complicit in, the, in a culture of surveillance and violence against BI, POC, and LGBTQIA plus lives. Five, divest library resources from police and invest in our communities. Six is ban surveillance technologies in library spaces. Seven, divest from companies that use prison labor. And conclusion, I'll read the conclusion. And again, there's much more information in this. I'm just um, doing my best to get to major points they're making. Uh, conclusion, we recognize that librarianship, an overwhelmingly white profession, has systematically marginalized BIPOC, uh, LGBTQIA+, and librarians with disabilities. The conceptualization of our demands would not be possible without the labor and leadership of these very librarians, theorists, activists, and communities. We also recognize the privilege and power held by IV+, and other major research libraries, and thus it is imperative that we use our privilege to speak out against library practices that cause harm. We built from and stand in solidarity with abolitionist movements happening in all library spaces. 
We believe in order to fully embody the ethics of librarianship, it is necessary to align with the practices and aims of abolition. We hope many more voices will join us in signing onto these demands and in this bold and beautiful work of dreaming, demanding, and being in a better world. Reckoning with our own histories of and complicity in white supremacy and anti-black racism is the best interest not only of our institutions and patrons, but our profession at large. Libraries are not neutral, nor should they be silent. What we've heard, seen, and spoken enough. Solidarity is not found in statements, but in actions, and the time to act is now. Line L from Penn, Allison Clemens, Steve Lasso, Deanna Esmail, Hines, Josh Hahn, Michelle Benalicki, Moncrete Carr, Knopfel, Allison Saylor, Martha Tenney, Freeland. We also need for other folks to sign the petition as well. You can also sign anonymously if you'd like. Organizations from Columbia, Cornell, Harvard, Johns Hopkins, MIT, Northwestern, University of Chicago, Penn, Yale. We also have provide a long list of abolition resources. Definitely be ah, sharing this on, on the webpage as well. That's a lot. I wanted to share a few other article headlines here, and then I think music for the rest of the show, just feeling a bit tapped out. And again, this is really, uh, it's just a lot going on in the world. And as per usual, I will say that this is just a, this is just one, it's not even a week's worth. This is just like a small drop in the bucket of what's happening. This is just news that has made it out that I have, you know, that other folks have shared that I have, uh, able to, to share with you all here and this is just a small piece of what's happening and I do find the, the folks coming together and speaking out and organizing so helpful. I also want to further recommend uh, No Fascist USA by Hillary Moore and John Tracy. I interviewed them back in March. feels like a lifetime ago. I've been a bit behind on books. I sometimes read a few at a time and then mental capacity for some, and I finally finished that one, and it's really good. I highly recommend it. Go get it at uh, Green Arcade Books and a lot of other places have it. So please do check out that book. And um, two headlines here, one from Bay Area Reporter. They're a little bit on the not progressive side. However, they did share an article, LGBTQ's Back SF Rent Reduction Campaign. Matthew Rajka, and this comes out second. Coalition forms. A number of LGBTQ leaders are supporting the organization. They are part of the hashtag 30RightNow coalition. One of the organizing uh, conveners is Jordan Davis, transgender resident of a single room occupancy unit who during hunger strike became a pandemic issue. While we support all tenants who are living in SROs, thousands of people of color, especially black immigrants, families, seniors, veterans, and disabled people have been struggling for years to pay exorbitant rents in such a small and sometimes impossible space. Noted the coalition post on Many are getting by on a meager SSI, Social Security, or DHS. Now, with COVID-19, they're trying to sell things on a basis not being accepted. More information here. I'll also share this on the webpage. I'm just going to go through all these other headlines. It's a lot. And, uh, if you'd like to read up on them, please do. Congress is deadlocked on COVID relief, but came together to find Pentagon Fund the Pentagon for $740 billion. Fuck them. 
That's all I got to say about that. This is an article from In These Times and written by Sarah Lazar. It came out on December 3rd and under, under the headline is Always Money for War. And that's unfortunately true. Next up, under CARES Act, these moms should be home. They remain in COVID-filled prisons. Truthouts.org. Photo at the top of the article, there's a car that says "Free Her" on it in tape, uh, or tape says "Free Her" is written out on the side of the car, and the caption is "Prison staff block the entrances as a drive-by rally organized by Families for Justice and Healing uh, moves around MCI Framingham, a women's prison hit hard by the coronavirus in Western New Hampshire, Massachusetts, on twenty. Written by Lazar Salah, came out on December third. Excuse me. Another article I wanted to share, at least the headline was. All right, also from In These Times, healthcare workers are organizing like their lives depend on it. Faced with ongoing PPE shortages and employer obfuscation about deadly outbreaks, more hospital staff are seeing on the job solidarity as a women, and was published on December 1st on our webpage. All right, I feel like I'm about to tap out. There's just a lot. There's a lot. So I'm going to play some music. Again, please do check out our webpage, weeklyrev.org. I share the articles that I've gone over on the show, so you can read them and share them. You can also follow me on Twitter at R-O-M-A-N-R-I-M-E-R. I share articles there as well, often mostly retweeting. And also, please support Mutiny Radio. We are here in the Mission District, and... Um, you're interested in doing a show here of your own, renting the space here, you can do so. There are definitely spots available. And also there's a Venmo Mutant Radio to help support. We pay dues, and that's how the station stays open. Uh, you can also support the show in particular. I'd greatly appreciate it. We have a Patreon up on our site. You can also go to patreon.com forward slash weekly rev to help pay for the dues and then keep the website going. I would really, really appreciate it. Thanks to all the folks who do donate on a monthly basis. Really appreciate it. Cool. All right. Well, I'm just tapped out. I'm going to play some more music. And also on the website, we'll be, we will, I will share a uh, link to the playlist here. That we've been playing. There we go. Cool. All right. We'll be back uh, next week. Have a great weekend.
gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all unleash our wisdom. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources of the world around them. My name is Wilmia Tebow of Buckskin Revolution, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their greatest also to inspire them with the sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do. Help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution online conference, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any classroom that involves pre-recorded classes live interactive sessions, and online learning support from both yourself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buxton Revolution is working hard to bring them. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself. Poetry. This is Bjork's sister, Bjork. It's okay. Also have a soul and a weak poetry. A mutinous ideology. Alpin. Tuned every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry Spotlight, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry tabbook, Old Wounds, New Skin. Available at analog submission.
got to come now. Go diet, and don't let poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. Every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Uh, here's his theme song again, bye. San Francisco, what are you doing now? Come join Mutiny Radio Presents for four different comedy shows supporting local businesses in the Mission District and beyond. On Sunday, join us in the Tenderloin, Resolute Wine Bar, 678 Geary for Barrel of Laughs, Resolute, an amazing comedy show with the best wine curated by executives. On Wednesdays, join us at Asiento. 21st and Bryant for dinner and a show at Asiento. Tapas, incredible drinks, hilarious comedy Wednesday nights at 7.30. On Fridays at 7 o'clock, join us outside mutinyradio.fm here at 21st in Florida, 7 o'clock for outdoor comedy, socially distanced street. And Saturdays, join us at Atlas Cafe SF. In Alabama, Titans of Comedy, every Saturday. Uh, they keep supporting local businesses and comedy here with your friends at Mutiny Radio. Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate against active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and towns with that immune. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava wells. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently into the zones of If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as the hoi hoi on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive, era of peak lava and beyond, take a chance. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? 
look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission, a leather working shop, all original, handcrafted for you, jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under conditions. You have a motorcycle that you want to spit out side bags and cool stuff? Talk to Under. Go to skinonskins.com. That's S-K-I-N-O-N-S-K-I-N-S.com. You just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather? Go see Under. Everything is handcrafted and understated quality. Fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs. He also does fixes. Maybe you love that jacket. Put the zipper back in. Talk to Under at skinonskins.com at 20th and
can't lie awake Waiting on the sunrise We can't lie awake Waiting on our own demise We are lying To ourselves to counteract All the lying That's been
Just 
Listening to Mission Music. I'm your co-host Stefan Aronson from Balance Breakfast. I'm Jason, and I am from Great Highway. And I'm Corey from Silence No Good. And we are joined from some musical guests. Who do we have in the studio with us? Hi, this is Leanne from New Spell. And this is Adam. And I'm Adam Brooks. It's <laughs> a weird thing to say. Yeah. I like how everybody always calms down once we start. Did you notice that? Did we all go into yeah. NPR mode. Yeah. You, I think it's your fault, Stefan. I always, yeah, definitely. You start it, and then everyone's like, oh, oh I guess I'm not a doctor. I am happy with my NPR voice. <laughs> I am 100% happy yeah, with it. I have no problems with it. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm excited to have both of you in here. Um, I know why I wanted both of you in here, but the guests don't know why I wanted both of you in here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Surprise. It's because Surprise. one of you is the murderer. Oh, good. I just saw a clue last night. That's good. Really. Yeah, you just had to pull the cards out at the right time, and I think it was done with rope. <clears throat> rope in the green room? I'm eating shark. I know. <laughs> I'm going to tell you if I hear it, because that's the worst. The, um, well, let me tell you, the, the, in case no one has figured it out yet, you guys have a show together. Yes, we do. True. Yeah. <laughs> what would you they like, knew that, right? What would you like people to know about this show that you have together? Uh, it is going to be on December 7th at Elbow Room Jack London. <laughs> and uh, I will be, or New Spell, will be releasing a, it's our release party for a single and uh, music video so uh yeah is this really a, is that a single that's out already or you haven't no oh, it's not released no yet. not released yet yeah. so it'll be released on december 6th december 7th we're playing we have a full lineup of all electro acts uh from around the bay um donnie service and the prowlers who um is going to be playing music by some of our um ghost ship uh friends uh to honor them um so he'll be playing some music by intro flirt and ghost uh ghost lightning i think i said that now wrong anyways um and then anyway so it's Donnie service and the prowlers and then um there's going to be bell's ring and then adam brooks mm. and then me what do you think of that adam brooks guy 
He's all right. He's all right. in the room. Right? I think you have something coming out around then, too, I do. Right? I, I was actually trying to release a new single for this show, and just, you know, life gets away from you. And so it's going to come out, like, probably after New Year's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just kidding. Jeez, lazy bones. Recording <laughs> is, recording music's so easy. What's your problem? I know it is. So so quick and yeah. painless. Just crank it out. <laughs> yeah. It's the easiest it's thing all in the actually, it's all the other stuff that's not easy. So how does Adam Brooks compare to Danger Maker? Um, well, it's just me. Less, yeah. Less flowy hair. Less hair. Um, you, had, you used to have longer hair? No, one of his bandmates has hair. Pretty much everyone <laughs> the else. Yeah. hair. Yeah. Yeah, the combination more of hair is less. More toenails, more oh, okay. eyes, pretty much more everything. Yeah. Yeah. Usually when there's fewer people, there's also fewer hairs total. That's true. true. Yeah, which is yeah. nice. I like I that. I find. So one, of my, so one of my friends listened to the show and they were like, thanks for um, providing the comedic relief. But today, I think, Jason, I think you're on it today. I'm always the comedic relief. I'm the funniest thought, guy in this room. I thought I was the... No, I don't uh, no I'm barely definitely the most hilarious. <laughs> this feels like a morning show, but at night. Yeah. yeah. Like balanced breakfast. I'll take that. It's because of that NPR thing that we... Yeah. <laughs> we all like lowered our tone. We went... We're using our inside voices now. It's like, I, I, great. Hey, it's like I, kindergarten. I still really like my NPR voice. It's know? great. It's very Holy. relaxing. Yeah. If you want to talk to me about your life. That can take you somewhere. We just want you all to feel like this is a tiny desk thing, you know? We want to give that vibe out. It feels like that. Instead, it's like a 1970s broken board of (laughs) knobs and things. Yeah. And if you ever. Vintage. Yeah, but then why is half of it covered with plastic so you don't touch it? I was wondering the same thing. (laughs) Vintage. Why is that? Yeah, I think it's it's either a mixture of it's vintage or um, it's broken. (laughs) Or don't touch Mm it. Yeah. Just don't touch that thing. Probably all three. No touch. Broken is just is just vintage waiting to be fixed. No wait, bro- vintage is just you know. So I know what you're. It's one, one of those two things. Yeah. One man's broken is another man's community radio station. Yeah, there you go. Nailed it. Bored. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. So what was the question? I, yeah, exactly. I was going to go back to that. What's Adam I, Brooks like? I Tell like what you're doing with your new music in the sense that I feel like you have more freedom to just try things and like just to like you're not you're you, you don't have a history of like this is what Danger Maker does and you just you are doing things that you're excited about. Well, that's exactly why I'm doing it. Well, um, I like nailed it. You did. Um, yeah. So, long story short, Danger Maker reached a point where I felt like. Um, We'd figured out a sound for ourselves, and everything that I brought in had to fit in that little sound. Yeah. And on one hand, like, that's not an easy thing to do. It, it, it was exciting to do that, and then after a couple of years of that, it became sort of confining and boring for me, to yeah. be honest. Um, yeah. And then I just had new song ideas that didn't really fit in there. Tried to bring them in there, and it just didn't work, so... Are you planning on yeah. having one one defined sound for your solo project, or are you going to move really. between? Yeah, no, and just explore. And I'm I'm so I'm planning an album release probably in the spring next year. Yeah. Um, and I think when people hear it, when you guys hear it, you'll you'll hear I'm taking from a lot of places that I didn't before. Um, yeah. Rap, hip hop. Well, yeah, there's there's a little of that. There's three songs with featured rappers, um, which is. Cool. Like way out of the box of what I've done before, but you know, I grew up with hip hop. I'm love, not a rapper. I love featured rappers. Yeah, 
Great. If you're not a rapper, you need featured rappers because well, <laughs> they know how to do it and you don't. Um, so anyway, I, but I've done some production work on that kind of stuff. So I like it, you know, and at, at a point it's like, well, that's, yeah. that's part of what I want to do. I always think so. it's really weird when a solo artist is kind of boring when they go solo, which happens a surprisingly large amount of times. Like yeah. they get, you, you see an interview with them and they're all super excited <clears throat> about their debut album and you're, you're like anticipating something really eccentric. And then it's just like, you know, I don't know, acoustic. Are you talking folk. about someone in particular? It's me. It's me. <laughs> it's my acoustic <laughs> folk. It's my disappointing about. acoustic album. <laughs> Nobody even listened to it. It came out and went, it's gone. Let's listen to it right it's now. It's disappointing. <laughs> Put I, it on. Put I, it on. I think mm. it depends, like, if they're coming from a project that was, the, uh, uh, you know, the result of many people together creating yeah. something mm. above what any one of them could do. Yeah. Right? Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I also think some, some people just want to see if they can go solo, you know, mm -hmm. and they don't really, like, have a plan for it, you know, or they're mm -hmm. not, like, it's not like it especially inspires them, but they just want to do it, you know, to, like, tick, tick it off a list, but... I think it goes better if there's real passion. Yeah. I've decided it does. Mm. <laughs> I want to hear your all saxophone album. It's like, <laughs> just so I went solo. It's just an hour of careless whisper. Yeah. I went solo <laughs> and not Yeah, you're layering all these different sized saxophones. Mm. Yeah. I was in the studio today trying to create an or a brass orchestra with just my sax and a bunch of plugins and uh, failed completely. Was it a good day? No. Yeah. I mean, I guess I had fun, yeah. but I get nothing done. Yeah. That happens though in the studio sometimes. Six hours go by, you're like, hmm, well, none of that worked. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> oh, that sucks. The, um, who, um, did you get Cardi B on your uh, new um, release? No. Okay, not featuring Cardi B. Kanye West. Cardi B. Out of, out of budget. You gonna have I'm any, afraid. you gonna have any Spanish on your new album? I feel like these are trends. It's either there's some Spanish on there or no. it's got Cardi B. Mm -hmm. No. A little reggaeton. Yeah. No. That's just, just... I'm all for that, but it's just not there. <laughs> <laughs> not your thing. No. Yeah. Are you going to bring back the, the baby crying sound on your new album? I could baby easily. Baby crying sound. <clears throat> like in the background. Music thing? Um, what's that track that's like, um, baby girl, uh. You know, Maybe he got back? No, it's like, I'm the man from the boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. Boom, boom, it's like, boom. Boom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Baby girl. Oh. I'm I'm the the yeah, I can't remember the exact <laughs> words. I'm the man from the boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what this is. Yeah. It's a good song. It's, like, ah, it's, it's a Tim, I think it's Timbaland produced. <laughs> Jesus, like so 90s. Also, also not on the album, but okay, yes, it should be. But I'm all for it. I mean, now, you have a baby. That's, that's my. I do. Sounds. See, I'd make things that tie in is yeah. just deep cuts. Oh, people yeah, have yeah. to know that he's solo and has a kid. Yeah, with his oh, wife. Right. yeah, yeah. I think I think I'm trying to keep that like take a break from that baby from the sound. baby thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's part of the point. Wow. <laughs> For, for how it's many, hard, man. How many hours a day um, are you allowed to take a break from that baby thing? <laughs> uh, we, we we have a good situation. Yeah, I, I get I get breaks. Yeah, that's not a number. It's oh, it's an ever fluctuating number. Uh, yeah. Sometimes sitting every day is different. Sometimes sitting in amnesia, getting some free time by yourself, just yes. like thinking about life. Yeah, that's nice. Leanne, what's your free, what's your getaway? What's my getaway? Yeah, what like what like what are you either trying to get away from? What's your What's your baby that you're? Where are you Where are you running to, and why are you what's running? What's my baby? I guess what I'm trying to get away from right now is I have like uh, 
I've been overusing my uh, my texting finger. I think is really what oh. it is. So I'm, I'm trying to get away from from uh, some some physical pain. Mm-hmm. Just gonna bring it really down right yeah. now. Just bring yeah. the energy really I didn't, down. I, you, did you have a cast on there? I didn't notice it's, that. Yeah, when you it's in. well, it's like a sprint, a sprint, it's <laughs> it's like a runner. Sprint. It's like a runner. You should have said it was from playing so much keyboard. That would have been badass. It's from. It's actually from type. Probably being at the computer. Oh, a little do you have arthritis? I hope not. Jeez. Oh God, yeah. they're telling secrets. I never get to know. I'm the odd man out. That like it doesn't lips. work so. Yeah. Doesn't oh, work. Well, you, it was trying to do behind the scenes whispering, and you guys wrecked it I'm all. I'm so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> so very lonely. You guys are horrible. I I um I was okay. Here's what I was excited about. Now that you've like wrecked the the moment of just like chill, secretive in the background doing things. <laughs> um, Corey found the track that I was referring to. Oh. So it just oh seemed... Oh, my gosh. It just seemed like we instead of... don't have the internet, though, so it, it might be a little difficult. This is the you baby? You just connect to the Wi-Fi. The baby track? Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, instead of instead of you guys looking at me like I'm a crazy person... It's a really good Corey I know what you were dude. talking we No, everybody but me knows. I'm just over here being clueless. Which I'll be the mean? audience and just not understand what any of this radio show is about. Yeah. What are you guys <laughs> doing <about> nothing. <laughs> it's the Seinfeld of radio shows. Do you want me to do that? Oh, God. You guys suck now at radio. I'm, ta- now I'm, I'm supposed to be able to hand you things like with nobody Dex looking, and you can just... Like, what are you handing me right now? <laughs> you guys got to get, get used to that there's no cameras on us, and we can hand things secretly back and forth, and you don't ask what I'm handing you. Mm. Okay, there you go. Nobody I did your today. tech support for you. I still don't know what this show's all about, though. <laughs> I still don't get, I don't get the purpose. Yeah. Can't you just like play stock music or something? Yeah, probably. Um Hey, Leanne. Hey. I think you're great. Aw, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm a fan of New Spell. Aw, thanks. I have questions. Sure. For a New Spell. Great. Of Time, yes. part one. Yes. And part two. Yes. Will there be a part three? Yes, there will. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> of Time, part three is in production. It would have felt weird if there wasn't because it's four. I think it's four songs yes. on each one. And eight songs is such a weird number. Yeah. For like an eventual, because I'm assuming this is sort of forms an album, it's Power an album. Rangers style. It's like, yeah, it's form album. of album. And it's of time. There's 12 <laughs> songs, just like there's 12. Oh my clock. God. I know. Becky. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> But we might have 13 songs. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know. So it's like an evil clock. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just depends on if we can get our act together. Maybe 13 should be like a secret track. Can't do secret tracks anymore. On Bandcamp you can. That's Bandcamp. Can you? We love you. Huh? How do you do a secret track on Bandcamp? I'll, doesn't I'll it still, show you. Doesn't it still have the you numbered? Can like, you can include it. Yeah, yeah, you can include it. And then actually... Um, of time part two, if you bought it from Bandcamp, you were gifted with two acoustic tracks. What? Yeah. So wait, then it's going to be 15 o'clock? Don't, don't worry about that. Oh, <laughs> so confused. Don't worry about that part. I'm so confused. That's cool. I, I was beginning to think there wouldn't be an of time part three because yeah. then you put a single out. That single is going to be on part three. Oh my gosh. Jason, aren't you onto this like singles thing? You're supposed to release singles before you release an album. I'm the last last man writing, making albums, I think. And also because it takes us so long to go from one EP to the next. Yeah. So long. Does it? Yeah. How long did it take you between one and two? I guess I wasn't paying attention. It wasn't that long. 2016, 2018, and then 2020. So two years. Yeah. That's not bad. No. 
Okay. But you're doing the full money. You're like going to Pyramind or something, right? And doing professional, all the all that jazz. Yeah, it takes a long time to it does. work up the money and the time and energy. And, totally. Yeah. And then there's the pain. Oh, the pain. The pain. I just wanted the to bring revisions. it back down to that pain. <laughs> the ache. Are, we're, are we supposed to be music. listening to a, a song right now? Yeah, let's listen with to a that baby. song. With a baby. Oh, is, what is this? Is this you? You don't, you don't remember that? No, it's not. I think it's Timbaland. I was about to be really impressed. <laughs> this is the one that has the baby sound in it. <laughs> you don't remember this at all? Nope. You were like listening to electronic music or something? Pretty much. In the 90s? Yeah. I'm not hearing the baby yet. Oh, here we go. Here we it comes go. after her. Okay. What is it like? I hate that wet drum sound. Oh, I love that. I've always been annoyed by that one. Like, <laughs> like yeah, you don't do it as well. <laughs> gargling salt in the background. <laughs> Poor drums are drowning. Here we go. Somewhere in here, yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yet there. Yet there it is. Oh, that's Keep horrible. So were we saying that's that this synth. was in his song? Sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a synthesizer. Is it? Yeah, with like a, a vocoder. Baby? Yeah, it's not a baby. Are you one of those it's guys that baby? can just pick out weird... Pretty I, much. I need to figure like, this shit out. You know, you can hear things in tracks.